0: And welcome to Common Sense Fitness. I'm Dave.
1: And I'm Erin. And this is the show where we talk about health, fitness, and well-being. We take away the hype and we talk about how to take a common sense approach.
0: I just looked at how I'd initially written this introduction, which is, Hi! And welcome! Hmm. I oh. usually don't say that, but...
1: That's okay. We're enthused. Okay. Yeah. We're happy to see everyone. Did you write the next one or did I... I think, I think that was a joint, um, a joint effort.
0: It just says joy on the show note. Oh,
1: that, that, I've got no idea. <laughs> You're like, no. That was not me. It doesn't sound
0: <laughs> like my thing. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, dear.
0: Very much, my dear. Um, we were talking just briefly how I, I'm now leveling up on the millennial hipster
1: yeah. um,
0: vibes. And I bought a record player the other day. I think that's so cool. Yes, I think it is cool. I... I have come full circle in my life as a <laughs> as a millennial, a child of the '90s. Not in. I was glad when I could do away with CDs. I don't. I got rid of my DVDs years ago. Don't have a DVD player. Just use Spotify. I kind of like that. So then the thought of me bringing physical items back in was very I'm like, do I really need to? Because I'm also mm. a bit of a minimalist, a little bit. Um, Aaron looks around my apartment and goes.
1: Really? Yeah. No, well, I mean, it looks like really? my apartment, so I'm just quite comfortable right at home. <laughs>
0: um, but anyway, started. I got a couple of records, which then necessitated that I a record player. they actually don't take up that much room, which is good.
1: It's very um, it's very compact.
0: Mm. And the plan is, uh, I've got this kind of big wall, and what I'm going to do is, I'm going to get some. Uh, shelves or some little holders mm. and then I'm going to kind of put a few of the ones that I like nice. up there. So they're kind of art yeah. slash...
1: Well, that, I th- that's part of the point of it, right? Yeah. It is actually having the album art. Yeah,
0: exactly. It is and art. some of the new ones, like some of the, you know, your Taylor Swifts and people who are releasing new albums on vinyl, like they go all out on the actual physical vinyl. The, yeah, right. The colours and everything. Yeah, right. and the designs. Yeah, they're pretty cool.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, things any- i did not know yes which leads me to a question can you remember your first or one of your first cds oh tapes? my
1: first two cds cds okay uh hootie and the blowfish self-titled Ooh. still i want to be with you yeah yeah still <clears> love that <throat> and uh the self-titled savage garden debut okay yeah
0: um, madly, truly, deeply?
1: Truly, madly, deeply. Truly, madly, you're deeply. You're going to be specific.
0: Ooh, got that oh. one wrong. Yes, you did. So, who did the Blowfish, that feels like that's quite early 90s, yeah, right? Yeah, 91. Yeah. And Maybe. Savage Garden's more
1: mid-90s? No, same. Nine. Same oh, okay. year.
0: Okay. Yeah. My barometer's off a little bit then.
1: That's okay. They're not the same, um, not necessarily the same genre that you you wouldn't lump them in together.
0: mm. What is Hootie in the hoodie oh uh
1: well they were I think they were classified as kind of pop rock then. Yeah. Um but they've gone the guy who was their front man is now I think a country singer or I think he records okay. more in that more He's in that. kind of got that
0: yeah. twang. Yeah. I could imagine that. Yeah. Good times.
1: What about you? Uh
0: I can never really remember. Um I remember I was not allowed to buy the Venga Boys, <laughs> Venga Bus album because it was.
1: <laughs> I think it was M15. Um,
0: I remember my mother being mortified when my brother bought. What was that song? The Animal Song by.
1: Oh. Uh, you and Me, mm, Baby mm-hmm. Ain't
0: Nothing. Because there's two zebras doing it on the. Well, cover I arm. mean, if you
1: listen to the entire thing, there's a lot of it that you're like, huh, that yeah. is. Very euphemistic. Um but I think it
0: oh, it was probably like a greatest like a uh, uh, yeah, like So the, Fresh or something yeah. like that. Um, maybe maybe Sophie Ellis Baxter Murder on the Dance oh, Floor okay. as well. I remember there's a lot a of there was a lot of singles around and I used to I'd go and sometimes you'd get the ones that had the um which we don't have anymore that have the um C D ROM. Which oh, had the yes. video clip. I remember, actually, I do remember that single of Murder on the Dance Floor. That had the physical thing on there. Um, and the hamster dance. <laughs> <this> I don't <laughs> know. I, I was like a 10-year-old, you know. Um, and I remember Bardo as well. Oh, that yeah. You, you probably, you, you, you know. I know them, of them? No.
1: but they were never big in the States. No, they wouldn't, because it was yeah. all
0: Australian. Yeah. Um, a competition yeah back then but that was like prime late 90s Australiana Bardo which actually I saw their record at the record shop the other day I nearly bought it but it was it was like 60 bucks and I was like oh really it was like it was like a brand new reprint yeah republish
1: yeah I don't know that I would have spent 60 on that no yeah no
0: I'm happy to just settle for the Spotify analog for that one that's fair Yeah.
1: yeah
0: speaking of analogs
1: yeah and yo, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. It's too late.
0: <laughs> that was my segue. Speaking of analogs, <laughs> today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about uh, some plant-based alternatives. Yes. Because this is kind of, we've got we got some shared wheelhouse here. Yeah. I've meant to press that before. I
1: love it. Yeah. That's fine.
0: Uh, this kind of follows on a little bit from last week. Yeah. Where we talked about getting more veggies. Yes. Into your meals. Yes. If you're able to do any, you know, if you've experimented or tried something, you would love to hear Tell from Tell us, you. yeah. Tell us. Also,
1: we like ideas. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: if you've got some fun ideas and you're like screaming at the, whatever you're listening to this on, um, going, why don't you do that, then... Please tell us. Please tell us. Mail at commonsensefitnesspodcast.com will get us. All right. Let's jump forward. Um, plant-based alternatives. Yes. Some are going to be, we talk about today, will probably be pretty literal. Some of them might be a bit left field.
1: Mm, but, you know, I... So, Dave's got a long history of vegan Half food a decade choices. at this point. That's fine. Um, and I have sampled many of them. Mm-hmm. And... I can't think of anything that I wasn't like, oh, I want more of that.
0: What was that? That you didn't. That I do. Think.
1: I want I want more <laughs> of all of it.
0: Yeah, okay, that's good. Yes. That's good. Okay, that's good.
1: Vegan food is good, plant-based food is good.
0: It absolutely is. Look, there Or
1: it it can be. It can be. It's like anything, right? Yeah. Normal non-plant-based food can be good or terrible.
0: It Yeah, I think you're right. Look, it's um why am I sounding so cagey about this? I think <laughs> <laughs> it really can. What I'm trying to say in here is that there are also some things that I just wouldn't bother attempting mm. for certain reasons. But that would be no different if you were, like, gluten-free as yeah, well. There's absolutely. certain things where you are not uh, – what's a good example? Um, I don't know.
1: Okay, well, you know what? I reckon – Croissant. Croissant.
0: Yeah. No.
1: Uh, uh, have you had a gluten-free? I don't know. No, they, but they can do all, like all sorts of witchcraft these l- days with gluten-free oh, stuff. Can, but, but there
0: are certain things where you just go, look, maybe don't try and reproduce that because it's just going to kind of suck.
1: Yeah. Um, but let's jump into the the plant-based. Uh-huh. So I think actually looking at it from a don't bother with this, but these things are really easy. Mm-hmm. What, are your, what are your easiest go-tos?
0: Easiest go-tos? Um Money aside, so I'm I'm kind of a tight ass. So I will generally put more effort into making something. <laughs> but from a general consumer point of view, easiest. There are so many options at the supermarket these days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the that are supposed to be pretty literal substitutions. So you can walk into your Coles or your Woolworths or your IGA or whatever and get beef, pork, chicken, mince. Strips, burger patties, and yogurts, cheese, mm. all that kind of stuff. Like it's pretty easily available.
1: And I think some of those are, to me anyway, as a non-vegan but heavily plant-based mm-hmm. eater, I I think some of those lend themselves to a more, oh, I don't know. Normal is not the word I'm looking for. A more straightforward like yeah. I think about coconut yogurt and that doesn't—I don't immediately think what's in that to make that yogurt. Whereas yeah. I look at, yes, I look at a uh, beef, yes. plant-based beef, and I think, huh, yeah, I wonder what's in that to make that beef.
0: Yes, and that's a very good point, and one which is aside from cost, mm. because they can be quite expensive. If I want a you know a pack of. Uh, chicken strips or something that might be $11. That's a lot of money that I sort of shelling out for that. Mm. Um, and then I look at the ingredients and I go, What's it actually made of? So, usually, like a, an, a, a fake meat, for lack of a better word, is usually a protein of some description, which is most commonly soy protein. Okay. Um, some of them I have no problem with like soy products that aren't fake meats. But sometimes they give me grief in my guts. Just that's just me being again, my me being problematic. <laughs> so it's probably the most common. Um nutritionally
1: meh. okay that's a resounding endorsement
0: yeah I'm I'm trying to trying to give you the fact you know trying to give you the so you're usually either going to have soy or pea protein pea protein's got a little bit more excitement to it Um, I think it generally has a little bit of a better texture to it okay Um, but if you read down the ingredients most of these products you'll see are either they're going to be some sort of protein soy Mm -hmm. or pea there's usually going to be some sort of fat because those other ones are usually um, dehydrated or defatted so okay there's not really much to them. So then you'll either see some sort of oil or usually coconut oil or other okay. different things, just because the way it behaves when it solidifies as well, coconut oil right. works well. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of liquid when it's quite warm, like fat would be, but then it will solidify
1: mm-hmm.
0: a little bit more.
1: At solid. cooler temperatures. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then the rest of it is usually just flavor. So you got spices and herbs and okay. other things like that. I would say that covers most of those. So, if I'm feeling uninspired, or I just need something quick, mm-hmm. or just like a little bit of something, something the other actually, I bought some the other day, some fake bacon which I've never had. Probably wouldn't buy it again.
1: Oh, okay, it's quite
0: expensive, but I was cooking for somebody else. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's like me. I was doing a um, carbonara.
1: Which, oh, which there you
0: go. We can we can we can break that one down. Did a carbonara, um, which I did mushrooms and I did some. Um, did I do chicken strips? No, I didn't. I put some jackfruit in there, which okay. we're we'll about, and then I wanted to do. Actually, want to get the bacon bits. You know the, the ones that, from like the Pizza Hut salad. Yeah, bar? I know. Those are actually some of the versions of it are actually vegan. Yeah, um, I was trying to find those for like the crunch and the salt and the texture, but oh, I couldn't. So, so good. I ended up buying this other one, this other um fake um bacon. I feel like I've said a lot of words. Faken. Faken. Yeah. I feel like I've said a lot of words. So, okay, there are some like, okay, let's let's put those aside. Commercial products exist mm-hmm. for almost everything. By and by, it's hit and miss with some of them, particularly the meats. I think I think we've done pretty well with cheese. When I first started out, some of the cheeses were pretty grim. Yeah. Um, really weird textures. But now both Coles and Woolworths have their own brand which are actually really really good yeah, right again not super cheap um but not terrible um and then also cheese is another good one um it's actually a scottish brand
1: oh wow i did not know um, that there you go and you make your own cheese or you can make your own cheese yes as well you can it's one of my favorite things when you add it hey girls, that almond feta
0: right i was like Ugh. which cheese did oh i make oh
1: man that stuff. so this is
0: a good example of picking your targets So, what sort of vegan cheese would I bother making? Almond feta? Absolutely easy, 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 easy. Cheese sauces are really easy. We're talking about cashews, nutritional yeast, other flavors. Um, Would I try making a hard cheese? Not really. Can it be done? Absolutely. But... You're going to kind of – I still go like the almond feta. It's nutritionally dense. So it's calorifically dense because it's essentially almonds. Yes. But there's still some nutrition in it. Same with the cheese sauce. If you're putting – we talked last week about making one even based off pumpkin and, and mm-hmm. sweet potato. Mm-hmm. It's going to be quite nutritionally good. When we start talking about ones that might have a high content of like a coconut oil and other elements, it'll behave well similar to to dairy cheese, but I kind of go, Ugh, you know, i don't really want to be just eating a whole bunch of oil.
1: Right, right. So from a nutritional, mm, it's, like, it's a balance.
0: Some days I go screw it, I'm going to have it. Yeah, but, sure. But if I'm like going through the effort, I'll go. What well, like is this the best decision? You know, like mm. is this the best sort of thing? Um, so cheese sauces work really well. Um, there is a whole community which I follow online which do proper cultured cheese. So they'll get Ooh, like a rock nice. fort mold, spore. And they usually do it usually with cashews, I think because the, the texture plus sort of the fat to protein ratio okay. works well.
1: interesting. Because I've noticed that cashew is a, it's a base for a lot of those non-dairy dairy yeah. products. And I wondered about that.
0: I think from a consistency and a texture and also the fairly neutral flavor. Mm-hmm it just works really well yeah, right. in a lot of different situations. So there are some of these people who um, I'm in a Facebook group and they, they literally have their like little proofing fridges and they'll mature them for like two years
1: Wow! and make like
0: a, you know, it's properly fermented yeah, kind of stuff. I have no time for that.
1: <laughs> I know I would like to eat my cheese now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I also have no time for um, again, usually going and buying like a $20 vegan cheese yeah. at the supermarket. So, Really easy things, nutritional yeast, make that your best friend. It looks like fish food. Um, (laughs) Tastes great. It
1: does look like fish food.
0: (laughs) It's like little golden flakes and you're like, oh, I should give this to Nemo. Get on board with that. Um,
1: Where do you get that? Supermarket. Oh, yeah, right. So easy to get now. Would it be in with like the spices? uh, It's
0: usually in with the health food. Oh, okay. Um, Or like with the... Yeah, it's still. They, I've noticed that a lot of the, both Coles and Woolies have started to separate, or sorry, tried started to integrate a lot of their products. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, for example, the vegan chocolate no longer in the health food aisle; it's now in the chocolate aisle. Yeah, in the in like a subsection. Yeah, and same with like some of the sauces, mm-hmm. and they've done the same with gluten free, etc. But there is still a I said of a, a section which is the health food, you food you eat, health which foods. is all like your weird quinoa's and different specialty mm-hmm. items. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get it from there. It's quite cheap like it might be $7 a packet, but it'll have it forever. Like yeah, you know, it'll a last a couple of packet, months. It's right. a big packet yeah. and it'll last a long time. That adds a lot of cheesiness to sauces. You can sprinkle it on things. You can mix it with a bit of water or, or like a plant milk and it will um, kind of dissolve and make like a, a cheesy sauce. So it can okay. be a good like mayo substitute. So that's kind of really easy thing. Um, that's probably most, you know, this, we could go on for hours about cheese um
1: Oop, that's true
0: <laughs> but my general take from a vegan point of view is um it can be really expensive commercially so i'll usually i'll either do like an almond feta a cashew feta or a cashew um other sort of cheese talk
1: me through if i was gonna do an almond feta roughly what am i looking at is it just grind it up oh, this, and put is the feta flavor in? this is easy
0: this so is easy it's all you have to do and for those people who've had my feta before and they're like ah how is you know what do you do it's actually so easy it's so good you want to get yourself some uh, raw almonds so they can be blanched you just don't want them roasted so you want raw almonds and you want to soak them so I'd maybe start with like 200 grams or however much you're going to go for, 100 grams. And then you want to soak them in water, ideally overnight, but you can, at a skimp, you can get away for like 20 minutes or something, like a hot water to mm-hmm. activate the almonds. Okay. Which essentially just means kind of hydrate them.
1: Right, okay. It's nothing good to know.
0: particularly crazy about that. <laughs> um, throw them into a really strong blender. So I use my Vitamix. You could use a really strong prude processor if you have one. And then the other ingredients that are going to go in there are lemon juice. Okay. So, decent amount to taste. So, I might do like two lemons. I don't know. I just, I do have a proper recipe. When I do it myself, I just wing it. And salt. Is that it? That's it.
1: Oh, wow.
0: If I'm running really low on lemons, a bit of citric acid.
1: Because it just tastes amazing. It
0: does. It's so good. And the, it's about the consistency as well. So, you kind of, you process it, not till it's smooth, but it's still, it's mostly broken up. But it's just got like There's a little still bit of some grit. crumble to it. Yeah. yeah, and then when you put it in the fridge or let it set a bit, a little bit that more of that wo- moisture will keep getting sucked up into the the um, right. into the almonds, and it will kind of give that clumpiness. And yeah. If it gets too thick, you just add a little bit of water.
1: See, I think that's there. a really interesting.
0: That's probably like the easiest cheese thing in the world, even yeah. easier than the cheese sauce.
1: And that's you know all of that stuff is readily available, and you can be totally not plant sorry not you can be totally plant-based i will get that out um and have something that is so delicious that Mm. it it won't matter that it's plant-based and Mm. i think that's a big hurdle for a lot of people still is that they think it's a poor substitute yeah and it's so not
0: i think if you take a step back and consider what is it about this item that I'm trying to recreate. Absolutely. That If you can do that and analyze it, so we take feta, for example, what are we trying to recreate about feta? You think of feta, there's a little bit of texture there, depending mm-hmm. on if you buy a really hard or a soft, but it's mostly about that really hard-hitting salt and Yeah, the acid, tang and the crumble. The tang. Or
1: the, yeah, the tang and the salt.
0: So going, okay, well, I've got this other thing, which is like the base, which is the armors, and I add the tang and the salt through yeah. salt and through lemon. You're substituting that.
1: Yeah. The almonds just become a, a vehicle for yeah, it. Yeah,
0: they, they really do. Yeah. Um, what are other things? Hit me with something else.
1: Um, okay, eggs. You
0: talked about breakfast. Okay, right. Eggs.
1: Let's talk about eggs in baking and in cooking. Right,
0: good. Thank you. So let's start with the easy one. Let's talk about eggs in baking. Okay. Uh, if you get yourself a good egg, uh, sorry, a good egg recipe. <laughs> if you get yourself, if we talk about like just take a cake or a cupcake, Honestly, you would probably find that most cake recipes would be totally fine without an egg in it. Okay. I, I would hazard a guess. There'll be some that won't. Yes. Because they do form a critical role. But I think if you took like a standard cake mix you and just made it without an egg, you forgot it, it'd be fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Baking substitutes. Okay. Starting commercially, you literally have something called egg replacer. You can buy it where you get your baking soda and baking powder. Is it okay. McKenzie's? Is that the brand? The I think M? so, yeah. It's got the M on it. They literally have one which is called egg replacer. I'm pretty sure all it is is tapioca pl- flour. Oh, interesting. Or a arrowroot flour. Yeah. Um, which, in fact, either of those work well. Because all the, you think about what is the egg doing? Okay, it's usually providing proteins which create some structure and mm-hmm. some binding. Yeah. So we can replicate that same thing by using an arrowroot or a, um, another powder which is going to be hydroscopic. Yeah. Yes. And suck in water and then kind of firm things up a little bit. Yeah. That's easy. Okay. If you go a little bit more like left of center, one of my favorites in cakes, and there's a lot of recipes that support this or use it, is applesauce.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Either commercial out of a jar or you can make it yourself.
1: Interesting. Because
0: when you cook apples, the um, the pectin kind of behaves in a similar way. It, it yeah. sets up and gels a little bit. Yeah. Depending on what you're cooking, it might screw with the flavor a little bit too much, but uh, it's actually great in like chocolate cakes and other yeah, things. Yeah, I was say, there's like, like this a, a quick
1: bread that's like is a bit on thing. the sweet side.
0: Yeah, so it works really well. Uh, what did I used to make? I'm pretty sure it was one of my chocolate cake recipes which did. It might have been a gluten-free one as well and it used applesauce. Um, but it's a really easy sub. If you still continue along that line, another common substitute is pureed pumpkin yep. or pureed sweet okay. potato. Again, same, same. you've got to be mindful about what you're doing it in. I wouldn't try and do that in like an angel food cake where it's really light and subtle because you're going to go, why is there pumpkin in here?
1: (laughs) It's a new trend.
0: (laughs) It is. Um, I would say they're the most common ones. Is there anything else? Chia and flax as well.
1: I was going to say flax eggs is something I've heard about. Yeah, flax eggs are
0: very common. What did I used to make flax flax eggs for? Uh, I think my gluten-free banana, no, my gluten-free bread. Um, when you hydrate f- either flax or chia, it mm. kind of forms like a gel. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so it's It's great for that. And you don't need – so very often you, in vegan cooking we see flax egg yeah. as a thing. And it's about usually a tablespoon of – um, flax seeds and then three times the quantity of water or fluid to hydrate it
1: question on mm. that and or chia do you need to break them up somehow first or does it need to be more of a flax meal flax or? yes because
0: yep. if you don't
1: it's just a seed right yeah. there's a shell it on will that.
0: still kind of behave a little bit but you won't get the same effect
1: yeah okay uh, it depends on what
0: you know i would i would be usually always going for flax meal yeah okay. because you kind of want it to form part of it and not stand out as an ingredient mm-hmm. if I was doing it in a like a bread which I had an assortment of seeds then I might leave it more so yeah, but it's probably doing less of the work there okay but usually flax meal uh, chia chia is small enough that it'll hydrate but if you're looking to hide it more,
1: you still want to grind it yeah, a bit I, or have it ground? Does yeah. It, can you buy it as a as a meal would, or ground?
0: No, not really. I don't, I've never really seen it, but you can yeah. do it in the blender. Yeah, right. Um, yep. And actually one of my favorite recipes ever is one of my good friends, Jen, who has a blog um, with Extra Veg, withextraveg.net. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of stuff with – she's a vegan um, nutritionist, has, does a lot of stuff with kids and meal planning and like kind of family-orientated things. And her yogurt recipe, soy yogurt? I think it was soy. I was obsessed with for ages. Uh, and it was literally like soy milk, chia seeds, and maple syrup.
1: Oh. And a touch
0: of vanilla. Sounds throw it, not terrible. Throw it in the Vitamix. And then the chia, if, particularly if you've got white chia, visually kind of disappears. If you yeah. get black chia, you'll get like a gray yogurt, which whatever. <laughs> Uh, but put that in the fridge and it'll set up like a yogurt. Yeah, right. And it's like really, really cheap to make. And yeah. It, tastes, it doesn't sound exciting, but it does. But you've got to use real maple syrup to get like the proper yeah. vibe.
1: So do you make, if you're using flax or chia as that egg substitute, do you put the flax and the water together and then mix it in yeah. here? Okay. Usually,
0: yeah, that would be the most common way. Okay. If you've forgotten you did it the other way, probably wouldn't matter. But usually you want to do it sort of first thing. So, mm-hmm. cause it'll take between five and 10 minutes for flax or chia to kind of start to hydrate and right. form that gel. Right. So usually do that first and then you'll combine it. It really does just depend on what you're doing though. Sure. Uh, if you had a really stiff mix, I don't know what you'd be adding it to, but if the chia wasn't or the flax wasn't really going to, commingle very well after it had formed than i'd do it before
1: yeah that makes sense
0: but yeah usually you'll, you'll do it beforehand
1: okay so those are some good baking substitutes mm. um cooking. eating
0: eating substitutes okay uh have i had a good vegan egg to eat probably not really um that's been like a trying to be a real thing right I do remember going to this one cafe very excitedly a few years <laughs> years ago because they had a vegan eggs Benedict. Okay, and I'm pretty sure it was. I think it was a tofu, so they had like it was like a white of an egg. Okay, and they'd gone to extraneous detail and effort to then like form this yolk inside of it. And I right. think it even had a runny yolk.
1: Oh wow! Oh wow!
0: But it just tasted really crap. It just wasn't, I was like,
1: oh. You know, and that's such a, that's an interesting oh. point with the...
0: It looked like it, but...
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point with substituting anything for anything in any setting, really, is ultimately you want it to taste good. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not going to be happy with how it tastes, or if you're finding something that, like, that looks amazing, yep. but is kind of meh... Mm-hmm why are you doing it? Exactly. Especially if it's a lot of work to do.
0: Exactly. Like they would have had to form this base white bit and they would have had to put the 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 uh, yolk in some sort of mold. Mm-hmm. And then we've got like this solid liquid vibe happening. So there's a lot of work going into yeah. this thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's go back to what we talked about before. So what am I trying to replicate with the, with an egg? Yeah. I'm trying to replicate maybe some texture. Mm-hmm. A yeah, good thing about egg, a lot of different preparations of egg. Absolutely. Okay. So we've got, You know, a scrambled, we've Mm -hmm. got an omelette, we've got a hard-boiled, we've got runny, we've got all these different things. So again, we want to choose ones that work really well for us. And then secondly, we want the eggy flavor. Yeah. Okay. Now the good news is we can achieve both of these. Let's talk about texture first. So would I try and do a hard-boiled egg? eh, not really, What like it's a bit, you could, if I had to do it, what would I try and do it with? Probably tofu, but then I couldn't really impart enough flavor. It's going to be hard, I think, it's to gonna match be the weird. flavor piece of it. Otherwise I'd have to do some sort of other flour-based thing where I'd use some sort of, I don't even know what I would use, some, like not wheat flour, but something else, infuse that with flavor and then form it together. So let's throw hard-boiled eggs out, screw them. <laughs> um... Let's go for like a poached or a eggs benedict. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm feeling Almost like same. you're kind of nearly doing the same thing. Like it's a little bit softer. You, I have seen quite a few that are like a soft tofu thing. But again, like I love tofu, but it's not the most exciting preparation, having a big lump of generally partially flavoured tofu that you can kind of tell the vibe from. Yeah. So not that exciting. My favourite substitute, uh, so there are commercial There are commercial ones Mm -hmm. out there available in a packet. It's it's a powder and you can literally mix it. They usually market it either as an omelet mix or as a scrambled egg mix. Okay. But you can kind of pretty much do the same thing at home with Besson flour, which is chickpea flour. So it's ground before it's cooked. Yeah, it tastes like ass
1: yeah it's not nice on the own it's,
0: don't like never eat that was such a great <laughs> it was me great selling it <laughs> i meant to say it tastes like <laughs> ass when it's not cooked
1: i uh, well i made a basin bread and never not, eat the batter it was horrible you have
0: to i'm someone who just i gotta like i gotta stick my finger in yeah. everything and try everything do not try, try not nice, raw besan flour because it tastes so
1: bad but I remember that omelette you made. As
0: soon as you cook it, mm. that omelette comes out. So, Bess and Flour is absolutely my go-to. It is so cheap, actually, although with price hikes. I bought a kilo of it the other day, which will last you a long time. Mm. But it was like $4. Oh, no, poor me. <laughs> I don't know how. You could make so <laughs> many things out of that. Um, um, but all you have to do, it's just literally Bess Flour and water, yeah. okay, to get a consistency. Whisk it up to get the lumps out, and the rest is flavor, so we talk about my good old omelette, the ome Nom mm. What We used to actually prepare these in jars because it was easier for us in prep. We, we'd have ha- right. we We'd have a collection of jars which had pre-measured weights of besan flour. So I think it was like 85 grams of flour and then like half a uh, quarter teaspoon of like onion powder and the same of garlic powder, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, um... I think that was it, maybe a bit of turmeric, uh, not turmeric, um, paprika. Uh, And then when it came time to prep, we would just put a certain amount of water in it. We'd throw some tomato, some spinach that we'd ripped up in there and then a little sprinkle of black salt.
1: That's right. I remember that now that you say that.
0: So we'll talk about black salt in just a second. So anyway, then we'd shake, shake, shake this up, throw it onto a griddle for like a minute either side, flip it like an omelette. Great omelette. Fol- the great thing about best in flour is that you can, I only made scrambled the other day. So you do the same thing in, in a pan, but you'd like move it around mm, as it's starting mm-hmm. to set. But if you do it like a crepe or a, pa- or a pancake, it's very flexible,
1: like yeah. physically
0: very flexible. So you can even make wraps with them. I've made wraps with them before. Same thing, flour, water, maybe a little bit of salt, pepper, and maybe some like dill or something. Pan it out and you get the great flexible wrap, which you can store for ages in the fridge. Cool. Back to black salt. Yeah, let's talk about that. So we've recreated the texture through the Besson flour, either like a omelette or a – so I would say recommendations for substituting eggs, do an omelette, do a scramble, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, you could maybe throw in some soft to- tofu in this whole Besson mix to even get, to get more of that like wet, yeah. soft scramble thing happening. But black salt is the kind of magic ingredient here. Now, it's actually not black – it's like pink.
1: Oh, right. Okay.
0: Can be pink, sometimes a little bit grey. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Upnung something. That's not it. Namak something. It has an Indian name because it's traditionally an Indian salt. Okay. And it comes from volcanic sulfurous areas. Sure. It literally smells like farts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense <laughs> given its um provenance.
0: Sulfurous nature. <laughs> so if you put it, you're needing like a tiny amount. So like f- if I was garnishing. Um, a few key properties of it. You don't need much of it, but then the flavor dissipates quickly. And when I, mean, when I say quickly, probably within the hour. So okay. if you include it in something and then um, like if you put it into, I don't know, a mayo to make it, I don't know, something like that, hmm. the flavor will dissipate. Over time, if you came back the yeah, next day, right. it wouldn't be as strong. Yeah,
1: right. Interesting. Um,
0: but if you sprinkle it over something, it's pretty immediate. But as soon as it reacts with water, you get that like
1: whoo. Yeah, sulfur. right. Interesting. So
0: that's my little secret thing. You're and new, where do
1: you get black salt?
0: I buy. I buy it from Coco's. Okay. Um, you can't. you probably a health food shop or an or a um grocer that has things that aren't just Australian. <laughs> um, usually not your coals or woolies, but...
1: Right, okay. Um,
0: a specialty grocer, an Asian grocer, Indian grocer, somewhere that does good spices. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't need much of it. So that, that'll for me, then satisfies that two criteria. If we mm. repli- We've got the egg flavor and then we've got the, um, the texture as well. And you can even just use that, like if I wanted to do a mayo and include... Like a random mm-hmm. inginess, you could just throw a little bit of that in there as well. So sometimes you don't even need to recreate the yeah. The texture if you're like alluding to a flavor.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's a you know, that's another good kind of arrow towards that. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What do you want out of mm-hmm. this? And I think that is a really important consideration. Mm.
0: Hmm. Anything else that you um mm what I'm else are you just
1: thinking? thinking so we I mean we've talked about look I'll be honest some of my main go-to's are cheese and eggs yeah um and we did talk a bit about dairy let's let's have a run through though we've got a lot of different yogurt options now yes you've talked about how to DIY mm-hmm. a, a soy and chia yogurt yep. there's I mentioned coconut yogurts mm-hmm. earlier what's good and bad in the non-dairy <sighs> yogurt world mmm and it's more delightful because ice cream.
0: Yeah, or we can talk about ice cream too. <laughs> I feel like we're skirting around the meats here and...
1: Oh, I'm happy to go... No, over. no,
0: no, no, we can come back to them. Um, I just, yeah, I feel like we're skirting around them, but I also feel like it's better off us talking about things that you really can do a better analog of. Um, okay, yogurt. I'm not the best judge of character here because I actually really enjoy soy yogurt, which can oh, be okay. quite... I think for your average punter would be like...
1: Oh. oh, really? Why?
0: Um, I guess I'm just used to the flavor and it's not as sweet. Right. I buy the okay. stuff that's literally kind of coagulated soy milk. Okay,
1: fair <laughs> enough. Sorry,
0: it was like a little bit of vanilla in it. Yeah. Uh, I would say there's not too many bad ones on the market. There's one like right there, half eaten on my side table. Nice. That's a coconut one. <laughs> Someone <laughs> needs to take out the recycling. <laughs> um... I haven't met a bad one in a while. I haven't okay. met a bad yogurt. I would usually say, as we said before, the, the big one's usually going to be coconut. Mm-hmm. Most of them are coconut these days. Take a look at the sugar content. Some of them are redonkulous, rid- yeah, just right. like normal yogurt. Just like normal yogurt, Where there's yeah, like true. 30 grams of sugar in half a tub and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Um, soy, less so common. And then probably cashew even less. I find the cashew ones tend to be, they probably use such such little cashew that they tend to be a little bit watery and like okay. kind of separate a lot. Yeah, right. Um, I find the coconut ones can be, they're probably usually the most consistent, but depending on the brand, that one's a, don't even know what brand that is. Um, some of them can be really overwhelming coconutty. And some of them more subtle.
1: I like coconut a lot. So I feel like I would just be, this is delicious and fantastic and I will keep eating (laughs) it. Okay.
0: Well, that's all right for you. But yeah, I know like some people (laughs) don't love that. So either finding a coconut one that's kind of, it's just trial and error really.
1: Sure. And that's true with anything, right? Um, Yeah.
0: I usually buy the one that's on special.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Same, (laughs) same, same.
0: If I'm doing it, sorry.
1: And ice cream?
0: Ice cream. Okay, so this is like a whole world unto itself. Um, Let's talk about commercial things first. Ice cream. What are my go-tos? Okay, if I don't have to think financially, I'm probably going for uh, the brand is escaping me. Uh, Halo Top.
1: Oh, okay. Are they vegan? A good oh, range they of have that. There's right. About okay.
0: Four or five flavors. Yeah, right. Uh, their cookie dough one is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's too subtle in flavor, so you just kind of get this right. like weird base flavor. I think it's like a chocolate or a mint one, which is like the really high impact flavor ones work really well. Yeah. Okay. Halo Top's probably my go-to if I don't have to think about budget because of the sugar content. Again, it doesn't hurt my face. Mm. I think your average. Hunter would be r- probably most happy with Ben & Jerry's. There's okay. quite a few yep. Ben & Jerry's flavors. Again, pretty premium. We're talking like 10 to $12 yeah. a pint, standard Ben & Jerry's price. Same for Halo Tops, a little bit less, maybe 10
1: Yeah, still, that's fact, a lot of money. For I get it at
0: half price, then I'm happy at yeah. 5 or $6. Um, other Australian products, we now have vegan magnums. Yes. Don't buy the classics, only buy the almond. Oh, okay.
1: Good to because know. Because the
0: classics are boring and don't taste...
1: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> this
0: is opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have vegan Cornettos. Again, oh, I think they're a soy-based one. The texture's a little bit weird. It's a little... It's not very dense.
1: Okay. It feels a bit
0: off. I oh. do love a Cornetto. Interesting. So, oh, I kind of hit and miss. Sanitarium has a few... They have a fantastic dark chocolate, um, I want to say mousse, sorbet. A dark ah. chocolate sorbet, which just is inher- uh, inherently dairy-free. Yeah, I Great. I love that one. I rate that one. And there's a whole bunch of other ones that Coles and Woolworths produces their own home brand ones. What mm-hmm. I generally find, though, is they're pretty poor in ingredients and high in sugar.
1: Yeah. It seems to be... Well, it's like any of ice cream. Lot of, right. Right. You get what you pay for. Exactly. There's yeah.
0: a reason you pay for expensive. Stuff. So, so it just depends on your vibe. Usually, mainly because of the sugar thing, because my body hates me if I eat too much of it. My other go-tos are, now these are an, indul- these are an indulgence I've been having lately, <laughs> um, chocolate coated bananas.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> like little slices of bananas coated in chocolate.
1: Very nice.
0: Uh, or my favorite quote-unquote nice cream which is probably my favorite thing where either if I'm lazy slash can get discount frozen bananas, mm-hmm. it's being really lazy of me. <laughs> I will get those, but usually I'll freeze some bananas. Mm-hmm. So kind of break them up and um, freeze them. Um, I had a friend one time I told this to and they didn't peel them before they froze them. <laughs> So peel your bananas and then I usually break them into like thirds or quarters. Yeah. And then I shove them into my Ninja yep. with a bit of soy milk or almond milk. And sometimes I'm happy just to eat it like that. And it'll be like a, it, it's like a thick. It's like a – what are these bowls? Like
1: a yeah, – like a, like a, a smoothie bowl? Yeah. On the side. Yeah, exactly.
0: But it, depending on your blender, like I can make it even thicker than that. So you get this like soft serve consistency, yes. which is great. Yes. Then I might throw some like cacao nibs in there or if I want to flavor it, throw some cocoa powder, throw some peppermint oil. You know, mm. you get, there's your chalk mint. Um, throw some peanut butter in there on top. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've got some vegan chocolate or something. Whatever. You can go to town. But yeah. But that's like my favorite base where – I can feel good because my body doesn't hate me, and it's also really easy and cheap.
1: Is that a strong banana flavor? If like pre-flavored, I have
0: probably consumed it that much that I am so desensitized (laughs) to it. So I'm
1: going to say yes. I don't probably yes.
0: Yeah, like if you served it to someone and said, "This is ice cream," (laughs)
1: they'd be like, "Wow, this is."
0: so, maybe, you know, maybe go for the cocoa powder and peppermint oil. You could, or you know. could go with
1: the full, like, tropical. You could. Tropical. Banana split, I don't know. Exactly. Um What's the word? Wow. Tropical fruit. That fruit salad? The word. Fruit I salad, yes. You could. <laughs> you could.
0: But, yeah, I'm probably so desensitized that I just don't, so... Uh, chocolate, while we're on that kind of vein, mm. heaps out there. Again, I would usually start with – there's not that many vegan chocolates that I have met that I like that are explicitly marketed as vegan. Right. My go-tos are Lint 70%.
1: Okay.
0: The Smooth and Something, Smooth and Dark. It is – so this is where you got to get good at reading ingredients. Uh, it just naturally doesn't have dairy in it because yeah. of the percentage of yeah. – um, of cocoa in it, uh, but Lent did this weird thing. Seventy percent doesn't have milk in it. Seventy-eight does. Cool. Eighty-one doesn't.
1: Okay. So, so you got to read the ingredients. Yeah, and then look, get used to reading them because exactly. it's just a good habit to be it in is. anyway. And you once you read, you read it once, you yes. know that. Yep, that's a good choice, exactly. or no, that's not.
0: Exactly. So Lint's usually my go-to. Actually, some of the cheap, the home brand chocolate from Coles or Woolworths, yeah, like okay. their own brand. Um, the like 85% ones mm-hmm. are as well. Um, do, 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 do. There's another one that I'm obsessed with at the moment, which is kind of like a cherry ripe. It's like coconut and cherry, Ooh. which is some random brand I've never heard of. Um, if you, f- if you want to spend some big bucks, there is some vegan milk chocolates at the moment, but the lint make,
1: okay. there's one
0: with almond, which is really good. Uh, m- vegan milk chocolates, really tricky. And I feel I, like it would be. And again, it's still... Thankfully, this almond one has enough of a almond slash caramel flavor to it mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel weird. Right. But their plain one does because you're essentially substituting it with more cocoa butter, yeah. which is the kind of right. unflavored okay. bit yeah. um, of chocolate. So it doesn't work as well, but... It's there if you want to give it a roll. And then I do have this other like single bar. It's, um, I think it's called, I don't know what it is. It's like a vegan. It's literally called vegan. I don't know. It's got like rice bubbles in it. It's kind oh, of fun. That
1: is fun. It's kind of fun. Yeah. You find not put it in the show notes. It is.
0: Yeah. But there's a whole lot of other ones that are, um, it's mainly the milk chocolate and the white chocolate ones. They're just bullshit. Mm. Um,
1: Generally true, with the regardless yeah. of...
0: There are a few exceptions to that, but um, which I can't really think of right now. I can see it in my head. But there are a few out there that are really well known that do a very good one, but most of the ones you're going to find around the traps are pretty average. So, okay. Um, stick to the dark
1: chocolate. Good to know. Yeah. All right, the big one, the yep. elephant in the room. Yep. Meats.
0: Okay, you want to talk about meats? Let's talk about meats. Well, we touched on the commercial. I know. Yeah, we did. All right. Um, right. I'll do broad strokes here. Mints. Okay, let's go for mints. What would I do for mints? If the closest to, I would say, would be to do something called TVP, textured mm-hmm. vegetable protein, which is usually what the mints and burgers are made out of anyway. You can buy it quite cheaply in supermarkets even these days. Uh, you might spend $3 for a bag of it. Or health
1: food aisle again? Yep. Yeah,
0: okay. Yep. Uh, health food aisle, you have to rehydrate it in water. Yeah. Critical. It'll make you a good bolognese sauce. It'll make you a good kind of lasagna thing happening. Mm. Um, nutritionally, not amazing. It's just defatted soy. Yeah. So it's but like, meh.
1: It's a, it, it's a flavor vehicle. It is.
0: It is a flavor vehicle. Uh, what would I, I personally use instead of that? Um, I don't know. Some of my other big favorite ones are jackfruit. Yes. I wouldn't really use it as a mint substitute.
1: No, but it's a it's a fairly it's why well, I guess it's becoming more common as a general it meat is. substitute, yeah?
0: Yeah. I'll flip back to the mints. Actually, um, legume, legume, legume. Lentils. Lentil. Thank yes. you. Lentils is probably what I would personally use. Yeah, if I was okay. cooking for me and I want to do like a meat sauce, I would do that.
1: Yeah, I probably would too. Just from a, a body. I have lentils around. Yeah, and.
0: yeah. so that's going to give me the texture. And then if we stayed on the bolognese sauce, like I'm going to look for tomatoes, I'm going to look for things like a vegan Worcestershire sauce. I mm-hmm. need something for depth of flavor. Mm-hmm. So that uh, liquid smoke or a, or a coconut amino, something mm-hmm. that's got this really deep, almost bitter umaminess.
1: Would you go nutritional yeast in that? Yes. Okay. Absolutely.
0: It's gonna, that's, nutritional yeast has that umami family. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of a mushroomy um vibe a little bit, like it's got that kind of undercurrent. So I yeah. think that's where you gotta you gotta learn and build up those little ingredients where okay, you go meat sauce or meat in general. What is it about that it's that rich, deep flavour. Mm-hmm. Some of which you'll get from tomatoes, some of it you get through acids, mm-hmm. whether it's like an apple cider vinegar or something. But then you wanna think about other things. So, so like your nutritional yeast there's a, quite a few mushroom stocks, which are amazing. They've got incredible depth yeah, okay, of flavor. interesting. And then, uh, what did I say? Worcestershire sauce. Mm-hmm. So again, you need to get the ones that don't have have fish in it. So there's vegan Worcestershire sauce. It's got that deepness to it. Coconut, um, what did I say? Amino-
1: aminos, yeah. Aminos, yeah. which are
0: often a soy soy sauce substitute, mm, but yeah. it's this dark kind of base flavor. And um, what else would I use? They're kind of the biggies. Anything dark sauce that's not, you know, yeah, super sweet.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um Chicken. Chicken's where are we more where the jackfruit's going to come in? Okay. Okay. So let's flip back to that. Let's go. If I want to do like a chicken nugget or a chicken wing or like a chicken, like I did my other day with the chicken Alfredo, mm-hmm. I did that with jackfruit. So you want young... Green jackfruit, you don't want the ripe stuff in syrup. Okay. The ripe Good stuff in syrup <laughs> is sweet. I was
1: going to say, that sounds like it's sweet. And it's meant syrup. for dessert. Right, okay.
0: Young green jackfruit is under-ripe green uh, underripe jackfruit, mm-hmm. which basically tastes of nothing, but it kind of has the texture of like a pulled pork, or it's really fibrous. Okay. Nutritionally... Pretty void. So it's basically you nothing. Can just it's a dump bit of fiber. sauce on it. You, and yeah, it is a vehicle for sauce.
1: Look, it is That's a vehicle all I for want sauce. In a food. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not lying to anyone. I just want the sauce.
0: It is a vehicle for sauce, but it's great because it kind of, um, I found, can't remember where it was, somewhere where it was already pre shredded for me, which was amazing. You
1: get that all the time in the states. Yeah, you can just buy it in a, like a um Ziploc package, like yeah. oh, actually you can pick. here as
0: well. So, the, like that would be a great commercial. Like, if you didn't want to make it yourself, mm. there's a there's a box which has got a dude with a moustache. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And there's I quite a few the different flavors, like a barbecue flavor yeah. and a this and a that flavor. That's probably what I would if I was walking down the pre-prepared be your go-to vegan aisle. I would go there.
1: Okay,
0: if I was trying to do more of a home cook thing usually get it in a can. Okay. Although sometimes I have seen it unflavored, as you said, in a little ziplocky for me. Yeah. Which is nice.
1: Where do you find that can?
0: Uh, currently either in the health food aisle, but I've most recently found it closer to um, like in between like rice, actually more in like the Asian food or the international food aisle. Okay. Uh, near rice or near um, almost near the – like canned veg. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Again, this is this, yeah. the supermarket's doing this whole integration thing, which is kind of interesting. and it's, cool.
1: It's cool. I think that it creates a challenge. And that, again, it, this could be, this isn't just plant-based foods. This is anything that you're maybe not used to buying mm. as a specialty product. It's just a not part mm-hmm. of your normal diet. And you walk into the store and you think, okay, cool. I've got no idea where that is. And if yeah. you're looking for one can of one thing, Trying to find something like that in a, in a Coles or a Woolies is, yeah. is going to take you a while. It will. Yeah. It will. So it's, that's why I keep asking. Yeah. Where, where, where do you think this would be? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, good, it's good information to know. So chicken, yeah, I would, I would like to do a jackfruit or maybe a commercial product, mm-hmm. honestly, for that. Yeah, um, okay. Again, you've got to think about the preparation. You don't want anything think it's going to go too soggy. So like you yeah. want to, I would lean towards pan frying or oven frying rather than, I don't know stewing right because it'll go a bit weird right okay um what else
1: what else that's
0: kind of i think that's kind of the chicken there's banana blossoms okay banana blossoms are actually these are a little bit more work and they you can get them in the can in the same sort of area they are the the pod that comes off a banana tree right again quite fibrous but they almost – when you – I think I've air fried them before. You want to batter them with like a little bit of cornstarch and some flavoring, etc. garlic and onion powder, paprika. And they almost have like a fishy texture. Interesting. Like they almost kind of fall apart like yeah, fish. Yeah, right. Which is kind of cool.
1: That's fascinating. Yeah.
0: Um, and then, like burgers, burgers are probably the other one. But burgers are easy because you can make them out of so many things. Yeah. I would, again, either buy a commercial product or – or find one of the trillions of recipes for like a bean-based burger. Mm-hmm. We could do a soy-based TVP burger. You could do a lentil burger. You could do a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. There's a guy on YouTube, I think his channel's called Sauce Stash. Actually, that'd be a, I'll put this in the show notes. Sauce Stash, and his whole channel is just him making vegan analogs of meat. Wow. And he goes to like extraneous details. So this is yeah, very scientific um, this is a wonderful thing which you actually see in a lot of ingredients called methyl cellulose okay which is <laughs> it's a binder um, but it also is hydroscopic and it like it gives you that like soft spongy meatiness and stuff
1: interesting um, it
0: goes into all this great detail so he would be a great reference if you're really looking to like nail something
1: yeah like and actually think that that's that's a really good point like we've touched on a variety of things mm. but there's such a this is a rabbit hole you could fall very far down oh are Absolutely. really interested and the internet is full of people who have fallen down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. who are enjoying their time down the rabbit mm-hmm. hole and who are trying to share that information mm. so you know if you if you feel like oh, I was thinking about making this but I'm trying to eat less meat yeah google it yeah thing plus plant based or vegan or
0: I've, I don't can't think of a time where I haven't found yeah a good it's a google result when I put something like that in there yeah especially in the baking world as well Um, yeah there is like two blogs loving it vegan and something to do with a chicken (laughs) ironically (laughs) I can't remember and I used to bake so many of their recipes when I had my cafe yeah and um, chicken free something I can't remember they just all work so well. So they had been tested so thoroughly. Yeah. Um, but like any, someone be like, I need a black forest cake. I need a tea cake. I need a carrot cake. I need whatever. Mm. Yeah, there's so many you can find out there. Yeah. For any absolutely. of these items. So yeah. Think laterally, break down a little bit of what it is you're trying to recreate about the food mm-hmm. and go after that first. Yeah. The taste, the texture, the feel. Yeah. And then see how you go. Um, and and I would definitely say like use some of those commercial products as a, like a leaping off point and go what what do I like about this what I don't yeah uh, and it's, it's
1: all trial and error yeah commercial product or homemade exactly mm.
0: all right let's uh let's wrap this one up nice shall we let me find some music to play. <laughs> Oh, I think that's one of our longest episodes. Yeah. I mean, you could probably fun, go for though. like another bajillion years.
1: Probably. Because there's a lot to talk about with there this.
0: There is so much to talk about.
1: Yes. All right. Well, hit me. Common sense approach. Uh,
0: think about the the taste, the texture, the smells, the flavor.
1: What tr- you want out of it. What you want out of it. Right.
0: And then see what you can do to recreate it. Mm-hmm. Think a bit laterally. Don't try and recreate everything. There's certain things that just probably are not going to work. Yeah. But then there are things you might be surprised that mm-hmm. work really well, like a meringue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, we didn't really even talk g- about that. We didn't. Ugh, there's so but many But there are things. some things
0: we go, wow, really? Yeah. Um, And have a look around. There are so many great commercial products now, but know that, that isn't the only option. I think a lot of people have the conception that eating plant-based is very expensive because all they see is pre-prepared food. That's
1: right. In and fact, it can be much kinder on the budget.
0: It can be. You just need to know a little bit about what you're doing, yeah, and yeah. be smart about your options. Yeah,
1: and Google will help you with all.
0: And of that. Google will help you. All yeah. right, Erin. Thank you so much uh, for coming over today.
1: Thank, thank you. you so.
0: <laughs> that was my um my assistant doing chiming in on that one. All right. Until next time, if you want to stay healthy, the common sense way, like, follow and subscribe to the show, wherever it is. you'll find Wherever you find your podcast. And if you do have any questions, if you've got any specific questions you'd like us to answer or a specific food you'd like us to talk about, maybe an option for, you can always send us an email at mail at common My name is Dave. And I'm Aaron. Until next time. Bye.
1: Bye we <laughs>